podcast for filthy casuals by filthy casuals. Hi everyone and welcome to Flashpoint episode 138, recorded Sunday 29th of July. I'm your host, as always, David Holloway, and joining me firstly is a man who may look like an idiot, talk like an idiot, but don't let that fool you, he really is an idiot. How are you, Simon? David, you may very well think that, but I couldn't possibly comment. (laughs) You're good at maintaining your dignity, that's what I love about you. I know, also helps if you're not wearing underwear. Oh, see, another life hack from the Flashpoint podcast. Um, we also have a man who is a man... <laughs> I love my ability on this running sheet. We have a man who thinks international affairs means dating a girl from out of town. How are you, Ben? That's not what it is. Are you telling me something different? <laughs> I'm not even going to make a Queenslander joke because it's just unfair to do so. <laughs> well... To be fair, like all my past relationships have been women from out of town. So, so, so. you're a man of international affairs. And uh, anyway, man I, of international, an international man of mystery. That's, that's right, Ben. I was Ben. I was under the impression that in Queensland, international affairs would mean dating someone outside your family. Oh, you're thinking of Tasmania. Oh, damn! You're right. I am too. And good evening to all our Tasmanian listeners, of which I'm sure there are dozens and dozens of sixes and sixes times two. They're all, they're all, they're all still from the same family, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> oh, please, you know, please slag us via social media if you're from Tasmania. I'd like to have a Tasmanian Prove listener. me wrong, Tasmania. Prove me wrong. Yeah. Prove him wrong. At him right now. Yes. That's it. All right. Um, so let's jump into what we've been uh, playing. Um Simon, do you want to kick off? Uh, I would, but I don't appear to have typed anything into that field. So. <laughs> I just, that's why I'm laughing. Um, but let me think. Oh, what have I been playing? Um, a Nier Automata and uh, on, on the Xbox, even though I've got a perfectly good PS4 copy of it, which a very generous friend gave to me. But, you know, fly the green and all that. Uh, also... I can't help myself. I just keep playing Minecraft and building pointless structures for... Ugh, we won't even go into that. Um, what else? Oh, yes. Uh, ended up going back into No Man's Sky with the uh, next update. Oh, so the, upda- the update's in? The update's in. It's on. It's up. It's been patched. It's It's there. So don't, David. Don't, for the love of God, for the love of your sanity... Don't go back in. You may get lost. So rather than going down to the – yeah, that's true. Rather than going down to the main running sheet, do you want to, in a brief way, so how have you found it since the patch? Lots of new things that are engaging you, just some nice tweaks or – Yeah, there is there is a hell of a lot. Uh, as usual, the, the universe has been regenerated as it is with every, every major patch, but you can definitely tell now. The, the worlds look radically different. Okay. Uh, well, not radically different. I mean, the art style is still very much there. The uh, the way the worlds are populated is still very much there, but there is a hell of a lot more variety. You actually feel like you're flying over something that could potentially exist, whereas, uh, as anyone's played it before, it's all procedurally generated, but I, I, I don't know what they've done if they've changed. They must have changed the seeds. I think they've changed an awful lot of underlying mechanics, 
but there is just an awful lot more variety. The animal AI, uh, when you encounter it, is is really impressive. And I have to, I kind of found myself just sort of sitting there in my in my third person view, because of course you can do that now as well as um, meeting random people um, and having them send you a lot of friend requests because that's, a, I guess, um, is uh, the first planet I came across had a ring around it has a, has a ring system so i just found a place to land and i actually just ended up uh flying and landing to different points on the planet just to see how the rings looked in the night sky and then when the when the sun was setting and the the sun was uh rising just how how the light passed through the rings and it's you know it's it's a walking simulator let's face it yeah. but the Bridge building is a uh, bridge building. The uh, base building is a lot more intricate and detailed now. Um, mountains are taller, oceans are deeper. Uh, everything has a great deal more variety. Wow, God! It feels it feels more real, insofar as these things do. So, if you enjoyed it before, you're going to probably, I think, really enjoy it now. Wow. And if you bought it and gave it up because for the um, incomplete promise that it was. Uh, when when you first when it first came out, uh, have another look, see what you think. God, you wrecked my uh, ear. No, you've wrecked my like I I haven't touched my PlayStation in two months just due to lack of time and you and you know anyway, WoW's coming out in two weeks. I'm thinking I'd love to get back into that. Anyway, oh, sounds- and if you want to pers- if you want to personalize your little character because you want to go third mode and see what uh, third person mode and see what you look like, uh, you go to a space station. And you'll find there's a customizer pad there because oh. the you know you know how when you went to a space station before it was just a just a little pokey room yeah. with a bunch of drunks in there. Yes, um, <laughs> those those areas have been opened up a lot more now. So there's a, there's there's vendors and just a bit more. Oh. It, everything's just a little bit better. God damn it! Uh, All right, <laughs> I, I'm, I haven't sold Ben. I can tell. No, and actually, you know what? And no one ever will because here's the stupid thing is they're finally delivering on the promises that they made for a game they released two years ago and they have the hide to charge full price again for it. Yeah. That's why. That's why. No, this would be free, wouldn't it? On on PlayStation, it's free. No, 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 no. Yeah, if you already own the game. They are selling the game at full price again, though. Like the Xbox release is a full 60 US dollar release yes because you don't for a already two-year-old yeah well for a two-year-old game and i'm actually just trying to look up how much it is on steam at the moment as well because it still wasn't cheap on steam um but yeah i i can't believe they've got the height yeah 30 us dollars on steam still for a game two years old and never lived up to its original hype i'm but- sorry that's it, you, yeah, you lost me. But devil's advocate, if this had been Bungie, they would have charged you two hundred and forty dollars for this, and still said it was brand new. Yeah, it's it's funny you bring up Bungie because that's that's where I, I was thinking. I I held mm. out hope that um, Bungie would actually produce what they promised. Yeah, but uh, at least they produced a game that was fun for at least a couple of hours. <laughs> well, I, well, no I mean, Sky I, was boring after one hour. Oh no. I, I enjoyed futzing around No Man's Sky, even if it's even in its early stage. It it was it was what I was expecting yeah. because I was paying attention, and I, I think a lot of people um, just got got tripped up. Yeah. Sean Murray, I think, is is fundamentally a decent guy. He just 
doesn't. No, if he was, he would have said something when, instead of having a hundred day bloody silence on Twitter from both the Hello Games and Sean Murray's Twitter account. Yeah, well, he's on the spectrum. I kind of relate to. I understand mm. where it's coming from on yeah. that. I mean, hey, I'm glad you know the guys at Hello Games. They pulled their ass out. They, you know, they did the right things in here. But no, nah, it's too little, too late for me. I don't want to go anywhere near that game ever again. All right. Yeah. Well, no, I, I can understand that. I can, well, I can respect. Well, I understand. I respect it. I'm not sure I understand mm. it. Respect it. All right. Well, yeah, what, no, and that's yeah. It's my well, opinion, my choice, and all that sort Yeah, of absolutely. Yeah. Well, while you're on the warpath, tell us what you've been playing, Ben. Ooh, have I been playing some absolute... No, I haven't really been playing that much, Craig. Um, <laughs> Mario Tennis Aces, uh, when you get a few guys on the Switch together playing that, it is a hell of a lot of fun. If you haven't checked it out, check it out, play it. Um, it is... It's basically... I mean, it's, it is what it is in the title. It's a Mario game that's tennis-based, and you aren't going to find probably the lasting appeal that say a Mario Kart or a Smash Brothers probably has. Um, but still, when you have a few people online playing together, it's a hell of a lot of fun. And uh, when you've got four of, you know, three of your best friends on, online with you and you're all playing uh, doubles matches against each other and rotating between the teams and all that sort of stuff and just having a laugh the whole way, um, it's a hell of a lot of fun. I'll say that much. Uh, other thing I've been playing is I've been uh, getting into Shadow of War a bit more just to try and uh, finish that storyline off uh, and also picked up Octopath Traveler on the Switch as well. Um, now, if you like JRPGs and if you're a fan of, say, a Final Fantasy VI or a Chrono Trigger, highly recommend picking up Octopath Traveler. Uh, it's beautiful. The soundtrack is fantastic. Uh, the combat is amazing. Storyline isn't all that great. It's all very basic, very simplistic, basic storytelling. Uh, but in saying that, you forgive a lot of that because the rest of the game is so great. Um, it's very much, I think it suits the Switch very well because it's something you can just pick up anytime and just jump in, play, you know, do a couple of little fights and something like that or do a couple of little quests and then... Uh, put down for a while and then pick it back up a few hours later or a day or two later and just play. So I'm absolutely enamored with this game. Uh, so much so that I actually was walking around the kitchen earlier humming the um, the fight music in the back of my head just because it was it's stuck there. And I haven't even played the game for three or four days either. Um, but that's how much I just enjoy that soundtrack. So, yeah, that's what I've been up to. Oh, yeah. sounds like we've lost you. We've lost you to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep, so that'll keep me busy probably for a good another 40 or so hours, I'd say, when I find the time. Mm. Okay. Um, and just following up the rear in my innovative ways, I always do. Uh, for me, I actually haven't been playing much well the last six months, but I'm, I'm back into it now pre-expansion mostly. And I always leave it to the last minute. I've always wanted to get the achievement where you have three different classes reach maximum level, and I'm madly trying to get a warrior up to... 110 but I'm not going to make it and I have an awful feeling that with the pre-expansion content already uploaded that I get to 110 and I don't get the achievement anyway because it's factoring in level 120 so um, giving up on that but still enjoying WoW, uh, Starcraft 2 and you'll be pleased to know not only am I playing Candy Crush but I'm playing this other shithouse game called Coin Master which is you'll just love it guys it's a combination of a slot machine game and a Farmville game 
Why do you do this to yourself? Well, this one is based on kids playing it and wanting me to interact with them via games. So I, I did it for that reason. And as you'd expect, it's got its addictive qualities. But yeah, it is a pain in the ass. But <laughs> I, I do it for the kids. Oh, okay. Is, isn't that what James Gunn was saying? Oof. Ooh, topical. <laughs> Oof. Nice segue. Sorry. Uh, wrong podcast. <laughs> wrong podcast. That's right. <clears throat> All right. So that's what we've been playing. Um, and let's jump into some general discussion now. So um, last episode, we talked about how We Happy Few had been uh, refused classification in Australia and um, was pleased to see, I don't know, was it two weeks ago the announcement was that it had been reclassified in Australia? I, I think it was about two weeks ago, yeah. yeah. Who, who wants to talk to that one? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll take this real quick. Uh, yeah, it's just it's, the simple thing is uh, the appeal went through with the um, the classification board and a panel of three people sat down. They presented their case and the uh, appeal letters and things that they had. Uh, there was also a public um, section on there uh, where uh, members of the public had posted their reasons for appealing the uh the ban on the game um and yeah uh the board saw fit to uh reclassify the game as r18 plus after realizing that the drug use in the game is actually more related to um it doesn't provide a positive benefit is what they were saying um and that the board was a parent of this because uh, even after you do use the joy drug even if you're using it to get past an area or something like that it then provides a serious debuff after the effect wears off. Um, so, yeah, and even from a storytelling point of view, saying that the drug is bad and the whole point of the story is to say that the drug is bad. So, yeah, it came a you know, good result. Um, glad to see that. I think I'm not whether or not this game ends up being a good game, I think it's just good to see that this isn't being uh, banned in Australia for a very very shitty reason. Mm. Yeah. It's it's good to see that the system does actually work and that there are sane people who uh, sit on the commission and can hear sense. And it's, especially when you think about the fact that pretty much any game, I mean, World of Warcraft, just going back to that for a second, you make potions or mm -hmm. any game with health packs. I mean, yeah, well, the, the implication is that you're taking a substance that provides benefits so yeah. it's a drug they're drugs a health pack is a drug regardless mm -hmm. and so yeah it's i think it was um consistency was it far cry it was one of those games a few years back where they had morphine in it oh fallout it was fallout ah. oh, yeah, yeah. and they had to they had to rename fallout uh the morphine i can't remember what they renamed it to but they renamed it to something else so that it could pass the classification because it actually, you know, it was a real world drug that was giving you a benefit. Um, so that was oh, the, yeah. yeah. So they renamed it to something else. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. Speaking of that too, I'm sure most people are aware of this by now, but if you're a Fallout flan, flan if you, oh, you could be a Fallout flan. flan. Yeah. Like a tart. Yeah, or a tart. <laughs> slavery tart. You're a slavery tart. Uh, Creme brulee. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a bit, you tell it's after dinner, we're all thinking of dessert. Um, it's a bit exciting that uh, Bethesda have announced um, Fallout 76, um, mm. the next one. So I'm not, we, we'll probably leave it for another episode, but from what I've read on it, it looks promising. 
Um, a lot more interaction with other players. Um, when I first read a description of that, I thought, oh, my God, it's bloody Fortnite for Fallout franchise. But it, it appears to be a lot more than that. Um, yeah. Did you end up watching the whole E3 reveal for it? No, I haven't. No. Okay. Uh, you probably should sit down and watch the Bethesda conference okay. reveal for... They go into a lot of details and do it in a very uh, amusing fashion with a lot of the stuff that... Uh, Todd Howard actually himself presented that part of the conference uh, towards okay, the end of it. Cool. Um, it so, out. yeah, if, if anyone hasn't seen it, it's worth watching that part if you're interested in Fallout 76. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't they, remember it, what they called the beta, but it's like st- like it was an acronym for Break It Early Testing Application, I think it was. Okay. <laughs> so just clever little stuff like that. It's like, all right, that, that's cute. I like that. Yeah. No, it's... it's, it's they're very good with their acronyms. Incidentally, an acronym is only an acronym if it actually s- spells a word or mm-hmm. can be pronounced. It's not just three random or four random letters that stand for something. No, Otherwise, it's right. abbreviation. Yeah. thought I'd mention that. No, look, looking promising. So okay. I'm, I'm trying to work out. I'm just quickly scanning again. GameSpot had an article a day ago. Um, I don't think we know the release date yet. Release date um, on November. Oh, no, November 14. I take that back. So, geez, that's getting close. Um, that's PC, PS4, and Xbox One. God, no time, boys. No you, time. You need, you need to sign up for it. I mean, I've already signed up for the, what's it, Skull and Bones, I think, the uh, the uh, Ubi, Ubi Pirate game and uh, Division 2. Sign up for those immediately after this podcast. You owe it to yourself. <laughs> Do yourself a favour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, speaking of big blockbuster games, Spider-Man on the PS4 Pro console. Is, is one of you guys actually got this. Have you, I mean, I like the look of it, but just haven't bought it, obviously, yet. Um, yeah, so they announced that at Comic-Con uh, for the upcoming release of Spider-Man on the PS4. Uh, yeah, it's a beautiful-looking uh, glossy red console with a great big white spider on the side of it. And I pre-ordered one straight away. <laughs> well, you're only human. I, I am. <laughs> it looked too good. I haven't got a PS4 Pro. I was like, yep, all right, you've sold me. That's enough for me to upgrade. Something looks good. Yeah, yeah if you're going to get a PS4 Pro, that's the one to get. That's, it's, mm-hmm. it, it certainly looks better than the abominable monstrosity that was the star wars one. Oh yeah i will i was well, almost tempted by the god of war one but i don't have a bigger enough um uh, personal history with the god of war franchise i'm not a, as yeah. big a fan of the god of war franchise spider-man arguably my one of my favorite uh comic book heroes from when i was a kid so yeah 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 easy pick absolutely um now, I'm trying to think how many times Nathan Fillion will have been discussed on this podcast, at least 20, um, and he's that's, played... That's still not enough. No. Well, he's played a role in a fan film on uh, within the Uncharted franchise. So I'm assuming one or both of you guys have watched that. I haven't yet, but... I oh, have... really? No, every time I've played God of War... Uh, God of War. <laughs> every time I've played Uncharted... Uh, I've I've always seen him as Nathan Fillion. I've always I've always just yeah. assumed it was Nathan Fillion. So this this is like if yeah and yeah the character is loosely based on uh, Nathan Fillion's portrayal of Malcolm Reynolds from um, Firefly. Okay. So yeah, the well, the the similarities are there. Um, 
And everyone's been calling for Nathan Fillion to star as Nathan Drake for, God, how many years? Well, like, since the game came out, really. Pretty much, yeah. I think at least since Uncharted 2. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I, I just see, yeah, perfect casting. Uh, it was a beautiful fit. The fan film itself, um, personally, it uh, wasn't for me. Um, there's some stuff in there I thought was a bit cheesy and obviously fan filmy. Uh, but the Nathan Drake uh, dialogue that Fillion performed uh, was fantastic. Um, just his uh, facial mannerisms and the delivery of dialogue and everything for him was fantastic. It was spot on uh, and thoroughly enjoyable from that point of view. But as yeah, it is a fan film. Uh, it feels like a fan film. Uh, even with the Hollywood stars in it, it still feels like a fan film. Okay. And we will have a link to that in the show notes. So check so that out. Fan films are okay. I mean, I know that the, mm. the <clears throat> air quotes leaked uh, Deadpool footage wasn't exactly a fan film, but um, look at the traction that got. I don't yeah. see why this couldn't get a similar level of traction because if if any game could work as a movie and work well, Uncharted would be it. I mean, the, the even the theme, I get get chills every time I listen to the Uncharted theme because it's just well, so cinemagraphic. It's interesting you say that because they've already got Tom Holland cast as Nathan Drake in an Uncharted film. Oh. Well, yeah. Okay, well, Tom Holland can do no wrong at this point, so okay, I'll give that a definite maybe. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, I th- from what I understand, they've cast him as a very young Nathan Drake with very- the idea of they want to turn it into a franchise and have this, multiple, this- or multiple of sequels. This is young Indiana Jones kind of young. Yeah. Yeah. Is it real? Well, for those that don't know, Tom Holland is the current Spider-Man in the yes. Marvel movies. He looks about 12, but he does yeah. a great job. Well, he's, he can grow into the role. At least it's better than trying to shoehorn Shia LaBeouf into uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, mm-hmm. which was a great success, let's face it. <laughs> I blame Spielberg. <laughs> oh, right. I blame everybody involved. Harrison Ford gets his way on how his character dies, but Luke Skywalker's character, like Luke Skywalker, <laughs> like Luke Skywalker, Jesus. I drank too much vodka, clearly. Uh, like Mark Hamill, but didn't get any, any say in how his character died. Hmm. I think that just sucks. I didn't know uh, Ford had a say in how his character died. I just knew he wanted his character to die. He got asked, and that's what he. that was what he came up with. Oh, there you so go. Interesting. If, if you didn't like that, you can blame yeah. him. Oh, you can. I had no problem with it. I thought it was perfectly fine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Let's but, move away from Star Wars quickly. Yes, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> um, see here. Speaking of dark sides, um, Google is rumoured to be developing a streaming-based console. Now, this is an interesting one. So um, they're not the first mob to be suggesting this, but I suppose they could pull it off. Thoughts? No. No, right. no, nah. right. uh, I, I don't see, especially with the way internet is, particularly in this country, let alone other p- parts of the world, um, including the United States, where there are parts of the United States where internet still isn't all that great either. Um, yeah, I, I don't see it being a working project. Uh, 
Yeah, but Google's been trying to break. They've been hiring a lot of people trying to get into this console-based market uh, for a long time. So it looks like they're definitely developing something. Uh, what it is going to be, who knows? Mm. Yeah, just to expand on that, um, Google's. Are, I think it's great that they're trying. Uh, that mm. let's face, they're not the first to try this, no. and, mm-hmm. and uh, no one's been successful up to this point. The PlayStation now. Well, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't successful at all, was it? Uh, yeah, no. Um, uh, the yeah. one of the, Obviously, the problem is bandwidth. So if bandwidth is the problem, then really the only way they can get around that is by applying resources and power at mm. our end in order yeah, to it, pick up some that, of that to compensate. Yeah, Google doesn't it, have also the, latency part as well. Exactly. Google yeah. doesn't really have the infrastructure for that. It does have its own, um, is it Google Fiber or something in certain parts of the US where they've actually yes. laid it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that it might possibly work there. Um, but also they don't have dedicated, they might be bringing people in, but they haven't got a hardware history. They produce mm. things, Chrome and the, the phones that's on, but the phones weren't produced by them. They've gone out to third-party vendors to have them made as OEM. So they don't have that. Probably if mm. anyone's going to make it work, Microsoft might be in somewhat better position because Microsoft have got the Azure network, uh, which is, as I think most of us probably know, uh, fully fully rivals um, Amazon's cloud. Well, it's funny, it's funny you mention that because Microsoft are uh, working on Project Scarlet as well, which is potentially two different consoles, one being a streaming-based console itself. I've heard that. Really? Why, why don't we just let's wow, spontaneously a- discuss that? Yeah, it's like not not like a segue at all. No, no. People think we're actually prepared on this show. Um, yeah. yeah, so they've got two Scar- um, consoles in the works, uh, officially titled Project Scarlet. Uh, they've been talking a little bit behind the scenes on this project for a while, but uh, recently it's come out. Uh, it's rumoured that there's two different consoles that will come out, one being a streaming-based box, the other being more a dedicated hardware system similar to what we have now with the Xbox One. Um, and this is they're talking about this as the next generation of consoles, essentially. Uh, so the streaming-based box, they're thinking using that, they can cut costs a bit more, make it a cheaper-to-run machine. Uh, you won't get that full 4K HDR, 60 frames a second, high-fidelity, you butte top-of-the-line image that you would off, say a similar all-in-one box uh, that you do now, um, but you'd still be getting a good 1080p, uh, 60 frames a second, they believe, uh, through this streaming uh, piece of hardware. So, you know, I, th- I think that's a, it's clever. Um, it's, for the, it's, it's a cheap entry point into the market. So, hey, next generation is here. What options do I have? Oh, I can get... A $500 Sony console, a $500 Microsoft console, but there's also this $150 Microsoft console that plays all, does exactly the same thing as the other one. It's just at a lower resolution, so slightly less image quality. Mm. Huh. I think I'll invest in that Microsoft thing and get into their ecosystem and then be invested in their ecosystem with a Games Pass, uh, the Xbox Live Gold, and all that sort of stuff and everything else that you can do on the Microsoft mm. console these days. So it's um it's pretty clever. Um, it's interesting. I'd like to see how they pull it off. I and us being all gamers, I think we would all buy the big, chunky piece of hardware that we can 
oh, yes. play everything at the best and greatest and, you know, U-Butte everything. I mean, we were just talking about it before. I bought a Spider-Man, I pre-ordered, sorry, a Spider-Man PS4 Pro console because I don't have a PS4 Pro console yet. Um, and it gives me the, all the latest shinies that uh, Sony does. Hmm. Uh, so I think for the average everyday consumer, and we had the same sort of conversation when we talked about the One X launch, you know, you still got that cheaper entry point box there available, but you still got the really nice U-Butte shiny thing up, up there that you can get as well. And you go, hey, you want to see some really cool graphics here? Let's check this thing out and mm. that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, so I, I, I think it's really good. Yeah. I mean, that, that'll probably be my first entry into the Microsoft ecosystem in that I, I, I've been looking for an excuse to try it out and that'll probably be it. Hmm. Um, well, that's that's the thing, though. It's uh, what they're talking about, assuming that any of this stuff is correct, although it oh, yeah. does have a certain sense of... Because it, it, it dovetails into what Phil Spencer was saying at E3 quite nicely, so it, it's got a sense of being correct. Mm-hmm. But... What they're talking about as far as the the streaming one, I mean, that's basically going to be like a Roku box for your games because he was also talking about um, being able to play anywhere you want, including on mobile platforms. So, yeah, it maybe you may not even need to buy the box, but you'll still obviously need to buy into the platform. I think the box is basically just to make sure it runs at the frame rate and resolution for the tv that is required yeah, exactly um whereas obviously on a phone you could you can downgrade a lot of stuff on your phone realistically um like fortnite did yeah that's it exactly like fortnite did um yeah so just from a cost perspective even from a manufacturing point of view for that box to you know i just that would be just putting in setting them up a massive profit margins too because that's what every console launches the same story. So, all right, we get the box out. We lose money initially on the box, but we make that back up in software sales. Yeah. Although Sony, uh, Sony? Sony was Sony. making, I don't know, why am I pronouncing it like Sony, Sony? and Cher. I'm, I'm going to come over there and punch you in your non-public transport service town. <laughs> right in your non-public transport service town. But... Uh, yeah, Sony were making a profit on the PS4 from day one. So the, mm. the loss leading, I think, may be a bit of a, a relic of the past. But in I, this case... I think in, just in this generation, though, as well, that's we were seeing unprecedented sales numbers. Yeah, I think this, I think this generation, in a lot of ways, could turn out to be a bit of a, an anomaly. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It, it's pretty crazy. I mean, we looked at the growth numbers in those initial early years for both PS4 and Xbox, um, and they were both far outselling what the PS3 and Xbox 360 were in the same amount of time. So it's, yeah, I, I, I think this generation is the anom- anomaly. Mm. Although I do wonder sometimes if it's also coincided with uh, gaming becoming a lot more um, normal mm. for a lot of well, mate, lot yeah. people. Uh, like, um, like It's seen as the mainstream a yeah. lot more these days. Yeah. It? I mean, it makes more money than the movie industry does. That's mm. right. Uh, certainly more than the DC universe does. Um, but 
Certainly more than Han Solo. Solo movie. Oh, Kathleen Kennedy. I don't like your job prospects. Never mind. Uh, Yeah, let's... let's, I took you back there. I'm sorry. You took me back. Why did you have to pull me back in, Dan? I still haven't seen it, damn it. Neither have I. Don't worry. You're in the vast majority. The vast, vast, vast majority. (laughs) All right. Well, speaking Uh, of Microsoft... Yeah, uh, um, they're unveiling some new accessories and bundles at Gamescom. Yep, that's pretty much all that they've really announced. Uh, not much else to really to go on. They're just announcing new accessories and bundles at Gamescom. Yeah, will be there. Yeah, won't be a new console. It'll be probably new accessories like another an Xbox Elite Two controller or something like that. Mm. You think they would have let the uh, the accessible controller? They would have left the release of that until then as well. But uh, no, they've they've put that out, and that's that's had very good press. Oh God, that thing is so good. I'm really really impressed. And God, if you want to tear up watching a video about a freaking game controller accessory, go watch the videos about the Microsoft. Um, what do they call it? What's the actual name for the thing? I will look it up. I can't so, remember. Uh, so when you say it's, accessible controller, oh. it's it's a controller that people with what particular disabilities can use? Is that what? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Right. correct. I, yeah. I, it's, David, it's, I think we call them differently abled nowadays. You okay. Fine. That's right. I'm the one that made a you know, leading in joke to um, Seppi's stuff last time because I was unaware of what was going on. So <laughs> can't go much worse than that. I'm I'm the one that made the James Gunn comments, so you know where everyone's got a bit of guilt here and there. <laughs> That's right. Yep. Stay uh, tuned for a future racist joke at the end of the show. Um, oh, sure, we can come up with one. <laughs> Those white whiteies are everywhere. Um, yeah, Xbox cracker adapt- ass crackers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Xbox adaptive controller is what it's called. Adaptive. That's what it was. Okay. I was sitting there. I'm like, no, it starts with A. Um, it, yeah, it's fully customizable and all that sort of stuff. But even in the last few days, as it's been going out to customers, they said there was it, there was a story that came out saying that they spent a year developing the box the actual cons- the controller comes in um, to make sure that the box was handy capable for people, so that a variety of people with or differently abled people could could open uh, it. could open it up. So you know it's. Um, that's actually pretty smart. It is. It's really good. It's really good press. Yeah. I mean, uh, we're all very abled people. Um, so to us to be able to open up a box and get, you know, you mm. get that new toy, you open it up and you're really excited. You know, it's not something you'd think of, but these people obviously not being able to use their hands correctly, they might not be yeah. able to open the boxes themselves. So they've had to have other people do it for them. Now they've got this new shiny toy and they can pull it apart themselves right. and open it up and pull it out of the box and set it up. I think that's fantastic. I really do. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's a unique feeling and I, I'm glad that they get to experience yeah, it. Good stuff. It's a pretty mm. sweet looking device as well. I'm, I'm almost tempted yeah. to get one even though I don't think I would actually use it. I want to get one but I have no idea what I'd use it for because it just it looks awesome and I'd like to just muck around on it mm. just to see looks what like, i do on it looks like a 1980s drum pad yeah electronic it, drums and this is a serious question without getting into too much detail would it be good for something like no man's sky that has a gazillion buttons could you configure it oh up? yeah so yeah it'd be great for a game like that it's a hundred percent customizable um it's got little like similar to the nintendo wii nunchucks oh yeah uh 
things like that that you can hook into it. So it's got all these little customizable functions on it so that it is able to be used by as many people as possible. Cool. So you, it's 100% customizable uh, with PC or your Xbox. Yeah. Um, so you hook it all up and customize it, get it all ready, rocking and rolling, doing all the things you want it to do, and jump into some games. Yeah, cool. Um, so, yeah, essentially, yeah, you can put No Man's Sky on your PC or Xbox, customize the controller to suit, and off you go. Excellent. Beautiful. <laughs> All right, and I forgot to uh, mention at the outset, um, sorry, we're going to have a slightly short, shorter podcast this week, all because of me, and that's why Simon's non-public transport comment in my town, mm-hmm. so I need to go and pick someone up in about 20 minutes or 15 minutes, so apologies to our audience for a slightly shorter one. I don't think it'll be the shortest we've ever done, though. I think we've had one that's been slightly shorter. Yeah, the last few have been a little bit shorter, but then they're all been for the I same I think we broke an hour last time. Did we? Oh, one oh, of them. In we were... the last two, we've broken an hour and four or something. But, yeah, you're right. Okay. Some 50 minutes to 55 is normal. Um, wow. So, WoW Battle for Azeroth launches 14th of August. Um, so, I mentioned at the start that I've been doing a bit of playing. I'm not going to go into the details. If you're a WoW player, you know what's coming up in the expansion. They're, they're still innovating. I just find it amazing that a game that is this old is still putting out substantive expansions um, mm. I'm assuming the trend will be the same. There'll be hundreds of thousands, if not the odd couple of million people come back in, level up to 120 and then jump out again after a couple of months and that'll probably be my trajectory, although I've never stopped subscribing. So I still um, subscribe um, the whole way through because it's not that much money. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to that. Um, I don't know, there's just something about that WoW launch and it's... Um, I believe the first time that it's a simultaneous international launch. So everyone has access worldwide at the same time. Hmm. You're almost, I'm, I'm having flashbacks. You're almost convincing me to maybe think about doing that, even though I haven't, I don't know what my talk, I, where the yeah, hell you'd I have to. Talk? I think you're standing on top of a hill in Ogremar somewhere. Okay, you can't, yeah. Because there's been a few changes to talents and that like there always is. So you'd want to go in at least a week before the expansion if you are going to have a look. But, um, yeah, nothing's changed that radically. Yeah, all all the talent points need to be redistributed again. Thanks. Yes. But thankfully it's a little bit different now. It's it's actually only six or seven clicks. It's it's better than what it was, but, yeah, still agree. Um, Comic-Con movie trailers. Who'd like to shit on something or some, say, talk about something they loved? I don't even know what the movie trailers were. They're unveiled. Mm. Oh, actually, I watched one. Uh, what was Because I know they unveiled. Was it Aquaman? And there was an. Oh, um, Shazam. I've got to say, I love the Shazam trailer. Me too. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I was really excited for the Shazam trailer. They didn't show a lot, um, but they showed a lot of potential. Yeah. Which is what I loved. Tonally um, as well, it looks from the trailer. Like it could be a bit of fun, a bit of yeah. a bit of stupid fun. Yeah, I, I love that they're describing it as big, the Tom Hanks big film, but with superheroes. Okay, that seems fair, and I'm loving that because I I really enjoyed Big as a movie when I was a kid. Um, I don't think I've ever seen it. I know the big keyboard and all that, but I don't think I ever watched it from start to finish. You haven't? No, I don't think That's so. It's a great movie. Yeah, I must check it out. Um. 
Yeah, I no, w- I, I, I think it was, uh, yeah, it looks great. Uh, Zachary Levi looks perfect for playing Shazam himself. Yeah. Yes. Um, he's got that childlike wonder and look about him, which is fantastic. Well, it looks like we don't want to shit on anything. Aquaman, I haven't seen the trailer. Sorry, I just, I, Aquaman has never interested me as a character, so I haven't even bothered, but I assume it's all same, right. Same here, except this, this time, I'm it thinking looks cool. It looks cool. I, yeah. I think I would. I think I may actually go and see that. It, okay. It looks yeah. like they might have actually found found the key to that because he's always been a joke. Aquaman has always been a bit of a joke. Yeah. I mean, talking to I, fit. Well, I think they fixed him a lot in the last, let's say, ten to fifteen years of the comics. Yeah, new to 52. where he's not so much of a joke. Yeah, the new fifty-two um, launch of Aquaman was really good. Yeah, he's been a bit more of a badass now. Yeah. Um, where. Yeah, and like seeing them do Orm or I should say Ocean Master and Black Manta in there as well. So you got two villains for the price of one movie. Um, yeah, it looks really cool and promising. I'm I'm, in, I'm very curious and interested to see how it goes. Uh, the only one I want to shit on is the Titans trailer. Um, <laughs> and actually, and here's the thing. Most of the people that I saw getting upset about it on Twitter and the internet and all that sort of stuff, they were saying, oh, Robin can't say fuck Batman. Oh. <laughs> that part, actually, I thought was that was great. That was brilliant. Like, yeah, because um, Dick Grayson and Batman had a massive falling out, which is mm. why Grayson left and became Nightwing. Um, but the problem I had with it is it felt more like Jason Todd than it did Dick Grayson in terms of a Robin. Uh, for those that don't know, Jason Todd was the third Robin hmm. who got murdered and came back as a gun-toting sociopath. Yeah. Don't they well, all? The, the Robins have all had a bit of a, a bit of an issue eventually. Oh, um, God, yes. I'm, I'm rather fond of Damien myself, but there we go. Oh, Damien, he's a cool character. I love Damien Wayne. I like Damien. Yeah. yeah, it's... I've, I think the... the, the and I'm going to make a bit of a callback here to some the the a joke I made earlier. Um well what some people not James Gunn again. <laughs> <laughs> oh your psychic powers are uncanny, sir. Um the some of the outrage I've seen on Twitter is about that is just it's gone to the point now where I don't think I can really smile mm. anymore. It's the the whole outrage phenomena on social media where people judge far too promptly without having the context and that overreact and the whole thing just goes completely bonkers. Mm. And that, which leads us back to uh, Mr. Gunn. I think he's as much as anything else, despite bad taste, whatever the provocateur, whatever you want to get into that, that whole thing is just completely gone, completely out of control and Mm -hmm. outrage culture on both sides of politics is just completely mental. Just doing doing the bad crap that other people on the other side do and justifying your behavior that way yep. is never the right response. So yeah, if anyone's wondering why I'm not terribly active on Twitter at the moment, it's cause I'm trying to spare myself the complete mental crap mm-hmm. that is squirted in my direction every time I turn that app on. So mm-hmm. yeah, just thought I'd mention that. And uh, I think we can all try and be a little calmer and all a little nicer to each other and maybe yes. actually, yep before leaping to judgments because I think that's it's got getting to a point now where it's just getting it's just 
disgusting. Yeah, and I, I mean, I've been living in a hole. I didn't even know when you mentioned James Gunn, or a, <laughs> a, who he was, or B, what the controversy was. And I've since Googled, and I now understand. And I couldn't agree with you more. Um, sounds like it's a bit overwrought in sections. And, yeah, uh, there, there's some stupid shit with that. Yeah, without really. going into it too much detail. Um, uh, yeah. But talking about disgusting. Um, did anyone see the Star Trek uh, Discovery trailer for season two? Uh, no, because I'm not a Trekkie. No, same. Oh, don't worry. No one else will be after they watch that either. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Check that out then. Sounds promising. Holy. Uh, can anyone else say tonal uh, dissonance? Tonal uh, dissonance. I like that. There, there's, the, there's the episode um, <laughs> title. Thank you. Right, that should be the title of every episode. Maybe we should just make that the name of the podcast. <laughs> the tonal dissonance. Jeez, that's an idea, you know. <laughs> Now, I am going to very sadly, thanks to my damn child, going to wrap it up here. Um, uh, uh, oh, we got, we, we're going to break 45 minutes, oh, though. actually, there was one trailer that we need to praise. Yeah, yeah. Voltron Season 7 is coming August 10th, and it's 12 episodes long. Woohoo! Fantastic. Oh, sorry, it took a while for that to sink in. That's like twice as many. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the only other thing on that was... and. The news coming out of Comic Con from it is that they announced that Shiro is actually gay and he has a fiance back on Earth. Um, it was like, well, duh, he seemed a little bit that way anyway, but oh well. Um, yeah, that was the only other news out of it. Why is that, um, a, why is that even a press announcement? I don't know, but that's, that's right. what, like, they announced it as part of the panel and the crowd went, they got like super excited about it. Like, why are you any excited? There's plenty of gay people in. Things already That's okay, right. sure. Yeah, no I worries to announce it, but eh, whatever. Yeah, uh, it's just yeah, making a big deal out of something that is yeah normal <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. That's right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. And uh, season eight will be the fin- uh, last season of it, and season eight will be out in October, which is also twelve episodes long. Oh, it's such a good show. Um. All right. I'm. Uh, so just as far as the um. The Comic-Con, quickly, um, Night Flyers, uh, based off uh, George R.R. R. Martin uh, book. Have a look. Star Wars, Clone Wars, the... Oh, yes. They actually get to they finish it, it. Which is it. freaking awesome. Uh, Deadly Class, Russo Brothers, say no more. And Glass. That looks... M. Night Shyamalan might actually be making... I'm on two minds about that. Me too. I will. I will reserve judgment. But I. I, I just I'm don't like intrigued. M Night Shyamalan movies. <laughs> I know, but, but he created a universe without actually telling anybody about it. So I. Mm. I, I can't respect that. Also, Orville season two. Woo! Um, yeah. On now. Now on Netflix. Right now. Turn on your TV or your phone and go and find Final Space. Oh yes, I finished watching that today. See, Pretty good. I I, I want a mooncake. <laughs> so that's a recommendation. I very, fest. I, I, yeah. I want my very own mooncake. Don't we all? I now want to change it to mooncake. Anyway, we'll work it out. Change, change it to mooncake dissonance then. Yeah, I think that's it. We have a winner. Right. Done. 
All right, let's see if I could do one of those end of a TV ad, super quick read of the conditions. And that's show, I think, as always, if you'd like to offer an opinion, suggestion, or some general briefs, please feel free to be able to contact Oceanic Gamers. You can also follow us around. My handle's the Oceanic Gamers. Simon tweets under RPG Beats RL, and Ben tweets under at the Spawny 13 and live streams sometimes at Twitch TV forward slash Benny 8-Bit. Previous episodes, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts and Pocket Casts, and I am investigating getting us on Spotify, just as an aside. Um, they've opened that up finally. Um, Hooray. Yay, in the last few months. So apparently you can, but you need to be on particular uh, hosting services, which this one isn't, but you can request consideration. So I will do that. Um, thanks very much for listening and thank you to Simon and Ben. You've been extremely flexible in when we started, when we did the podcast, put up with me being in Fiji and then me forcing us through a short podcast. So it's much appreciated. You are that he I do, did that outro so quickly. Should we do everything slow, <laughs> yeah, Simon? I'll just, I'll just turn it off. Um, no. Have a great week. Remember... You don't stop playing because you grow old. You grow old because you stop playing. Good night. Good night. Oh, no, I'm not going to do that. Can't be bothered. Turn it off, David. Turn it off. to speak does not make one intelligent.